guys we watched Blade Runner 2049 too, because. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it was pretty. And also, I it informs it. some different things about the original when you look back after watching Twenty Forty Nine. Uh, I have a lot of Lars and the Real Girl, girl jokes to go through. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. In fact, my t- title for this is Lars, the Real Girl, and the Real Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people made that connection. There's even like some IMDb trivia facts, like. Ryan Gosling once appeared in the film Lars and the Real Girl, and he's got a fake girlfriend in this movie. I mean, that's like really... It's like, wow, great trivia. Yeah, but then there'll be like a lot of thumbs up on it. That's so stupid. <laughs> it's really obvious, but... Yep. So, I'm still gonna make those jokes. Shit, man. We got... They're low hanging fruit, but man. Alright, Blade Runner 2049. I mentioned in the first Blade Runner podcast, this is my favorite movie of 2017. I don't know. I can't... Again, I don't... Yeah. I can't tell you what movies I saw in 2017. But, yeah. Um, I'm usually not even a big sci-fi guy. I like horror more than sci-fi. And then I'm also one of those, like, jerks that likes, like, art house movies and pretentious shit. So, sorry about that. But luckily, Blade Runner 2049 is the highest budget art film ever made. (laughs) And, uh, even the director, Denise, said, like, yeah, probably should have made it more commercial. But, oh, well, I made what I wanted to make. I mean, it's not like Blade Runner, the original, was all that commercial. No. Well, um... Really, Scott thinks Really, Scott said, I make entertainment, I don't make art. Right, well, you fucked up. Well, first of all, it's not all... I mean, it's based on a Philip K. Dick novel, right? So that... I'm pretty sure Philip K. Dick would consider it somewhat art. Yeah, he just... <laughs> Philip K. Dick, very well known for making commercial, pulpy entertainment stuff, right? <laughs> right in his wheelhouse. Oh, uh, shit, yeah, Blade Runner 2049 came out 2017. It's only got eight stars on IMDb. Um, I was better than that. I'm going to put, I'm going to, like, make a lot of, like, bot profiles, get that shit up to 10. <laughs> it should be, like, number one on IMDb. Like, why is Shawshank Redemption still number one? Is it, uh, yeah, is it still fighting with The Godfather too? I think so. Part two? Uh, Shawshank Redemption is a good movie, but I don't think it particularly stands out as, like, the best movie of all time. Yeah, no. Not even close. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to throw it out there at the beginning, but I like Blade Runner the Final Cut better than Blade Runner 2049. Like, 2049 is way better than Whoa. the Final Cut, but I like the Final Cut better than 2049. I like the Final there, Cut. I'll get Blade into Runner some of the lot. problems I have with 2049, but they, there's some things that I just didn't like. Oh, there's no problems in it, so you're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> well, first of all, my whole problem, well, my, my biggest problem with the, uh, Blade Runner originally is like the weird Jesus uh, mo- religious motifs they throw in at the end, and mm. they kind of just carry that forward in this movie. I guess. Um, well, it's sort of uh, it. The the but, I mean, it, religious. It looks bad. It gets. It's really bad at the start, and then as it goes on, they. Uh, it's it's way less. I have less problem with it, but like the way they handle it is really it's really well done. I just don't, you know. I don't know. I think the religious like creation motif Saturn both make sense for what it is because it is about. Yeah, I guess my problem is they're too heavy handed with it. Oh, okay. Well, um, it's two hours and forty four minutes long. It's a long movie. Yeah, it's too long. Um, that was a lot of people's complaint when it came out. I don't care because, like I said, I do like slow, meditative art house movies. I do too, but I still think it's like 20 minutes too long still. So. I, I don't know, man. It seems perfect to me. They could. I'll, I'll, I'll point on the parts that, that they, can, they can do some pairing. This uh, one, but... Well, the original cut uh, was about four hours long. And I'd, I'd love to see that. I'd like but... to see that. I'll just sit there and watch that. There's a Japanese movie that's four and a half hours long. That I love. It's <laughs> Oh, the Muppet movie. The Jason Segel Muppet movie had like a 
three hour cut too that I don't think they ever released. I'd love to see that. That's just the passion of Jason Segel for <laughs> Muppets. He's like, I'm gonna make a Muppets epic. So uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve, who uh, I mentioned in the last podcast. I think he's one of the best working modern directors. He basically hasn't made a bad movie yet. I think Sicario's his worst movie, and Sicario's close to being a masterpiece anyways. I just don't like it because I don't really care you about that like cartel shit. I fucking love Benicio <laughs> Del Everyone loves Benicio Del Toro. And Emily Blunt and Josh Brolin. And, but um, I don't know. I just don't care about that cartel shit too much. I have a bunch of like cool little facts that I want to go through real quick before we get started. Okay. They're interesting. Um, Wallace, who's played by Jared Leto, was originally was going to be David Bowie. Oh, god damn, that would have been so much better. Yeah, he was sick. Now, can I talk about Jared Leto for two seconds? Yeah. I, every, I'd i love to, because I have a lot to say about Jared Leto. Okay, fantastic. I hopefully, I don't know how long, I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know how much time Harrison Ford spent on set with Jared Leto. I have to imagine it's very little, because I can't imagine Harrison Ford wanting to put up with Jared Leto's bullshit. Um, Jared Leto is the type of actor that is perfectly good in, in what he does, mm-hmm. but you can tell when he's on screen that he thinks he is fucking amazing. He, he, ugh, he's just not, he's not as good as he thinks he is. I have the exact opposite opinion of Jared Leto. Um, Are you fucking serious? Yep. Oh, you're te- you're you're completely wrong. He's so fucking heavy-handed as Wallace in this. Um, so I was actually going to point out how much I hate that the internet constantly shits on Jared Leto just based on his Joker performance in Suicide Squad where everyone did a terrible job. Yeah, and well, I mean, all the true. press that came out about him staying okay, in character, everyone my... climbed on about, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, I'll climb on for... Jared Leto for something else. You want to... Back when the uh, Arab Spring was going on, I remember seeing Jared Leto on the fucking Oscars going, we're with you, uh, we're, we know what it's like out there, and we're going to be, we're going to protect you, and he's like, I'm going to go catch a ride back to Coachella. Oh yeah, I don't think he's a cool dude. I just think he's a much better actor than anyone has been giving him credit for recently. Mm-mm. I don't know, man. I feel like this movie, like, a lot... I feel like he's, like, the the worst kind... I don't know what his acting style is like. I don't read enough about Jared Leto. But my impression of him, he's, like, the worst method actor ever to work with. Like, I don't think he does method most of the time. He was method for Dallas Buyers Club and Suicide Squad, but I think that's about it. I'm gonna look into it. Because I, I don't know... I, the only time I heard about his stupid method acting is in Joker. Mm. But whatever. And I never watched the Dallas Buyers Club. My impression of him is that he's a very... Intense method actor. Oh, no, I don't think that's the case. Uh, not like um, Christian Bale or anything. I think it's just uh, a few anomalies. And also, um, a lot of people say that the press that they were giving Jared Leto for Suicide Squad for the things he was doing was completely overblown. I'm going to look into it. I feel like you're wrong. Oh, maybe. Well, I feel like you're wrong, and you're just parroting the weird internet bullshit. Well, that I think you're wrong, because I'm not on the internet that much. <laughs> I don't know. I form my own impression of Jared Leto. I don't think he can carry a movie on his own. Um, I do think he's really arrogant, especially in real life, and the political things he pursues, and his band sucks. <laughs> I don't think he's like a super cool guy or anything, but when he's on screen for like these little bits, it's like, okay, I like Jared Leto. I didn't. I don't know, I think, well, that's the thing, is the character of Wallace that he's playing is supposed to be, like, a shitty, yeah. oh, I'm so spiritual, I'm spooky, well, he's like, you know, Elon Musk, or, you know what I mean, where they just have these lofty ideas about themselves, and they're just so arrogant about it, that's why he's wearing, like, fucking 
Yeah, martial so arts gi when you first see him. Yeah, so everything's made of wood. Jared Leto as himself, you're saying that he has very high pretensions about himself. Perhaps. Maybe that's the way he's able to play the role so well. I'm not saying he's bad at it. I'm just I'm just saying he's perfectly fine. I just think you can tell he thinks he's amazing every time he's on screen. I guess. I don't know. I just... Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Just watch him in Dallas Buyers Club. I mean, that's the Oscar speech you're talking about where he said some crazy shit. No, I don't think it was. I think he was... He was doing something on like a side piece. I don't even think it was for his acceptance piece for Dallas Buyers Club. Oh really? Yeah. I think I felt like it was, but it maybe could not. Be. I but, could. I mean, uh, I don't watch the Oscars that often, so maybe. Um, I think uh, still even it's fucking dumb. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard a celebrity say. Or one of you know what? To be fair, one of the stupidest things I've ever heard a celebrity say. They uh, oftentimes say weird shit. I'm not one of those people that oh, celebrities shut your mouth, you can't have opinions, because there are. Well-informed celebrities, yeah. Ben Affleck, George Clooney, you know. John Legend. Yeah, but some of them are just kind of like pretentious assholes. And Jerry Little, absolutely, I think he is a pretentious asshole, but I also think sometimes he does a good job. And this is one of those times, I mean, he's playing a pretentious asshole, so it's not out of his wheelhouse. <laughs> but I think he's good in this movie for what he does. Um, the farm scene in the beginning with Saffron Morton, Batista. Uh, that was... I do enjoy Batista every time. That was originally going to be in the original Blade Runner. Oh, was it really? Like, a similar scene, anyways. Oh, okay. But they are like, no, we'll just do it now. Didn't they do... Um, I was trying to look up some information about Blade Runner after I wrote it. Didn't they do, like, a short film with Batista? Yeah, they did uh, three shorts for the period yeah, in between Blade Runner. Right? Um, well, yeah, they're all animated. Are they all animated? Yeah. Batista? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a real film. Maybe his is. I don't know. I watched the one that's directed by um, Shinichiro Watanabe, the, the blackout one. Yeah, which I didn't see him, but he. I mean, he did Animatrix. He's got a good eye for like style animation, but I mean, there's not too much going on in it. Man, I guess it's part of. The, I remember watching the Animatrix once too, having the same problem. Like, there's not a lot of story here. Yeah, I mean, anime is like. It's usually the story doesn't. It's like it who takes cares. Of everything. Yeah, and but, then all the characters always just say exactly what they're feeling, and, and that's true. But except for Akira, yeah, yeah. Well, Cowboy Bill Bob. Yeah. Uh, but I guess my point is like you're 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 doing like a spiritual sequel or prequel to like The Matrix, which is a story based mm. movie. You know, maybe put a little more effort into it. I guess is my my point. Yeah, I think uh, Denis just liked. The Animatrix and stuff, and he's like, "Hey, you want to animate something cool?" Do something cool. Like, oh, okay. Uh, so the director of photography in this movie is Roger Deakins, who is the man that's the director of photography for my favorite film of all time, Assassination of Jesse James. <laughs> Works a lot with the Coen Brothers. Um, if you look at his filmography, he's like the greatest living cinematographer of all time. Um, if you love him so much, why don't you marry him? Well, he got uh, finally the, his first Oscar for this movie. Yeah. So thanks, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's in your notes, but I noticed it when I was watching it. There's some miniature work in here, miniatures and CG. Oh yeah, they're a little too heavy with heavy handed with the CG. I thought you used the word, term heavy handed too much already. I'm I'm a little heavy handed with my use of heavy handed. Uh, but they uh, they're they use a little, the CG a little too much for my taste, but I really like the uh, the miniature work. I think it's integrated well because it's usually just for short little bits, so you, it's not like a major focus of the scene. Yeah, it's just a couple times when like uh, Officer K is in his police cruiser flying through the air that I'm like, eh, it's a little a little too perfect. Yeah, I just don't really know what else they would do. I know. 
Because even in the, the original Blade Runner, it's not necessarily exactly CG, but it is just like a photograph model being used yeah. over another landscape, you know? So it's still, I don't know what else you do for that. Um, originally, Soundtrack was going to be done by Johan Johansson, who's a great, like, sort of industrial, synthetic composer. Uh, he's dead now. He passed away recently. But the last film he did was Mandy. <gasps> That's right. But um, he wasn't able to do Blade Runner 2049, so we got Hans Zimmer's attempt to make an industrial size <laughs> soundtrack, which is not bad, but... He does okay. The soundtrack is definitely inferior. I think it's the weak point in the film to me. Um, I do like some of like the just the noisy shit he does in it. But um, I don't know. I just like, I don't want... Like, big drums and, like, big epic sounds in Blade Runner, necessarily. And that's all Hans Zimmer does, really. But he didn't do a bad job. It was alright. Uh, Jared Leto specifically said he was trying to mimic people he knows from the tech industry that are arrogant and top of the food chain sort of thing. So, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, fellas like this, he's specifically trying to mimic how they are. He's friends with them too, so I, I, I mean yeah. I don't believe that Mark Zuckerberg is friends with anybody. Well, I mean I'm not saying necessarily those specific men, but people like them. Yeah. The people he's familiar with. Which I, I think he comes across. So most expensive art house film, it's a quote from Denis. Uh Rachel also means Didn't you. Didn't George Lucas called Star Wars the most expensive art house, house film too? Yeah, that's bullshit though. That was the most expensive toy commercial ever <laughs> made. Uh, surprisingly it's made by Sony. Sony Pictures? That's right. They make terrible movies. What happened? Every once in a while, one slips through. They got yeah. into the Spider-Verse somehow. Um, yeah, those are just like some, you know, interesting things. Uh, that's about it. We'll get into it more as we go along, but fucking... Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let me get into it right now. I, opening scrawl. Mm-hmm. I knew these motherfuckers would go bankrupt. Tyrell Corporation, you pieces of shit. You can't, you can't have your creations kill a bunch of people and go crazy. And still survive as a company. Yeah, but then they just let someone else take over. Well, that's how it always works, though. You know what I mean? Well, they're like, you know what? We still need replicants, so this guy can try. This replicant can take over. (laughs) Uh, Also, Nexus 8's the fuck? Nexus 6 is in Blade Runner supposed to be the the top of the line, right? Mm -hmm. When, from the way the movie is presented, it seems like uh, Tyrell Corporation goes bankrupt very shortly after Blade Runner. No. So where are all these Nexus 8s from? The Tyrell Corporation. Uh, they don't go bankrupt until uh, after 2022 when the big blackout happens. Yeah, but it's 2019, so it's only two years. You're telling me they've gone through two Nexus models? and How many that... fucking iPhones are released every couple years? I guess, but yeah. I, just, I don't know. And they might There's skip, one, but they it might skip right to 8. You would have, have the Nexus uh, 6S and the Nexus 7 and the Nexus... Oh, by the way, Google's phones were called Nexuses. Are they yeah. still called Nexuses? I don't know. I don't know if Google makes like their own phones. Or <laughs> so they take it off of... I don't know. I should have asked this in the Blade Runner, but they take this from Blade Runner? Maybe. The Nexus idea? Oh, shit, man. Google. Maybe. Um, you know evil my ass. But, uh... Yeah, no, I think maybe they even skipped over 7 and went right, right to 8. Right to 8. Yeah, which, you know, that's shit corporations do. Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to assume that the Rachel... Rachel was a 6, though. From what we uh, presumably, we don't know. She seems to have been, like, a, a unique experiment with the replicants. She's yeah, actually the, we'll kind of the out. precursor to the, like, Officer K and his people. Because they all have well, those she, false memories, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they try to make them more... Human. Human, yeah. 
I guess presumably the idea is if they're more human, then they're more likely to be subservient or not act out of line. That doesn't seem track. Yeah, like, wouldn't they be like, well, no, I know what it's like to feel human. I am human. Why do I suffer when other humans don't, you know? Whatever, they made mistakes. Not the movie, I mean, but these fucking people making replicants. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rachel's a um, unique replicant, as I mean, we're about to find out. She's, I don't think she's Nexus 6, 7, 8, made by Wallace, or, you know... Well, she's obviously not made by Wallace. Yeah, she's, she's made by Dr. Tyrell. Specifically, Dr. Tyrell's a like, pet project, I believe. Uh, but shit, man, I think the Skrull's way better than the first one. It's yeah. just, like, real simple, like, oh, let me catch you up. Okay, cool, here we go. Yeah, I don't know, I just don't... I generally just don't like opening scrolls in any movie. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Uh, we start off with the big opening. It's Wah. like, Wah. It's uh, actually, like, um, tweaked uh, motorcycle sound. You'll hear it more. It's like a motorcycle, a dirt bike engine. I think the opening is a little bit... It's not as cool as seeing the Los Angeles landscape of, like, flames shooting out of it, but it, uh, I do think it's interesting that we're just, like, focusing on Kay's eye in the beginning, because, you know, replicants have the right eye with their serial number on it. I feel like it's an immediate indication that this is going to be more personal to our protagonist than Blade Runner is, mm-hmm. and it's going to be more affiliated with him, which is the case. And then, yeah, he's flying his cool-ass um, flying car, and you get, like, super retro displays, which I like, because obviously the future of Blade Runner did not happen. We're in 2019 now, and nothing's like Blade Runner. Yeah. So when they get to 2049 at this point, it's, like, we're establishing this as an alternate future. Yeah. This is an alternate world. So it's, like, still technology that's reminiscent of Blade Runner 2019, but wouldn't be relevant to what our potential 2049 is going to be. It's I, like, like, uh, be I like when they go back and like, they're looking at the old Tyrell Corporation, the old technology, and it still has like the, the vector wave mm-hmm. look to it. I feel like a less competent director would have updated all that shit. Yeah, which would have just... No, it would have been dumb. Blade Runner 2019 doesn't look like our 2019. Why would 2049 look, look like, like our t- potential 2049? Um, he's out here flying in the farmland. Drax uh, the farmer. Yeah, they don't specify where he's at, but just based on, like, the geography of California, I mean, he's probably, like, in the Sacramento River Basin, right? That's I was, really the I was in, like, yeah. Central Valley. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, because he's not that far from L.A. But we don't know the extent of what L.A. is in this future, because it right, seems cause to be, like, one big megapolis. Isn't Deckard still technically in L.A. when we see him? No, he's just in Las Vegas. Oh, that's what it is? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, fucking Drax is out here. He's farming and stuff. Farming uh, worms. Protein farm. Yeah, I believe there was uh, some comics where Drax was a farmer, but I don't believe it was worms. I think the uh, in the Annihilation comics. Have you ever read the Annihilation comics? Uh-uh. I think the Drax series that takes place in there, he starts off as a farmer. I have to go back and read it. It's going to be 20 years. I guess not 20. 10. We'll say 10. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. There's a cool shot of Drax in his little farm, his little greenhouse mm-hmm. of worms, and you see... Rod Gosling's car flying over, and he's just like, oh, shit. Men. Policemen. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, this movie's so fun to look at. Even, like, because this opening part is, like, really gray, and I usually hate, like, monochromatic stuff in films, but it works well with the environment they're in, and fucking Denise still makes it interesting, you know? It's not just like, yeah, here's some gray shit with people talking. Uh, Gosling, we get to see him for the first time, like, fucking, you know, here he is, this is our hero, he's stepping on his car, and it's like, 
damn, that motherfucker can wear a coat. Like, every <laughs> movie he's in, he just got, like, no, check out my dynamic coat. Let me let me point out that how well Harrison Ford wore that coat in Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Gosling's also got, like, Drive, where he's got that scorpion coat. And also, even when he just has a denim jacket on it, it's like, wow, Gosling can wear a coat, huh? I mean, they, uh, I feel like they podcast a perfect guy, though, for it. Because you think about Harrison Ford and his coats. Indiana Jones. Uh, Han Solo has a coat. Yeah, that's, he's got a vest. No, he has a, a coat. A waistcoat. Oh, no, no he, he does have a coat, coat, too. Coat, yeah. yeah. Whoa! Here's a Ford wearing coat. I think Gosling was a good choice for the follow-up for Harrison too, because he, uh, um, I feel like yeah. Ryan Gosling's famous for his real-life charisma, and then when he acts, like he acts, he tries to act with his eyes, and he's got—he's a subtle actor, but a lot of times he does come across as uh, kind of robotic. It, um, he starts off in this movie like I think you said obtuse in the last movie mm-hmm. when we talked about Brown. He starts off very obtuse. Yeah. But as the movie goes on, his emotions start to come. It's really well. He does a really yeah. good job. No, he does an amazing job in this movie. And like, there's a lot of people like, oh, Gosling can't act. It's like, yeah, he can. It's just like, he's not bombastic about it. And he's been in a lot of movies where he is just like a silent hero sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, like how Lars and the Real Girl just to make that reference. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a similar obtuse feeling. He's kind of a weird dude. Yeah, but then the reveal, um, so Gosling steps in to the house, he's like looking around, checking stuff, and, oh shit, it's Batista, <laughs> get out of there, Ryan Gosling, you can't take this man, uh, he's like, well, what are you doing here, he's like, fucking protein farm, check out my worms, you want some? <laughs> or you want some garlic? Yeah. I grew that just for me, it's good for the heart, a little picker. <laughs> yeah. Garlic's just for me, Gosling has a... Or Agent K. Not Agent K, but K. I'm going to call him Agent K. Detective K? Officer K? <laughs> Officer K. Um, he's got a cool line here. It's also a similar line to uh, something that's said in Deer Hunter by... um, You know, the guy... Gene Hackman? No. <laughs> fucking, man, I can't remember his name. Um, Christopher Walken. Yep, Christopher Walken. He has a similar line in Deer Hunter, but he's like, uh, prefer to keep an empty stomach until... The day's work is done, but uh, yeah, talking no, to my man. Oh, I always really like that line. Um, in Deer oh, Hunter, oh. end this because uh, I don't know, I find it relatable. Like, I'd like to not eat until I'm like done doing shit. I don't know why, it's just some weird proclivity I have. <laughs> uh, but Gosling's like, he flashes him his piece. He's like, Well, look at this big ass guy. <laughs> if I can take you in, yeah, that's if, what I'll do. If, if, and he takes off his glasses and you're like, Oh shit, Batista's gonna kill this guy. Well, uh, nice you, but fucking this fight is dope. I especially love that it's only like thirty seconds long. Really, the actual like conflict, like the real fight. It's cool that K is also a replicant, so that he can actually just fight these replicants uh, instead of just like Batista caving in Harrison Ford's head. <laughs> Harrison Ford fought some replicants, and uh... I mean, he got beat up by replicants <laughs> or ran away from. I mean, we'll get to it later on, but there's still the question: Is Deckard a leprechaun at the end of this movie? Yes, I mean. Yeah, it's still there. Um, I like that Gosling, after he, like, hits him in the throat, he's like, please don't get up. <laughs> and then we learn later on, like, um, Batista probably let him win. His character probably let him win. Because, you know, he would have just... That's what he does, man. He tears shit up. <laughs> it's, like, a really subtle thing, but, like, when they bust through the wall, like, fighting each other, it, like, it shakes the camera. Just, I like that it shows, like, the impact of the forces of how they're fighting. But yeah, he punches him in the throat. Batista's like, man, this sucks. Can't breathe. He um, scans his eye, you know, to see if that replicant's here. Yeah, that's your number. It's like, all right, yeah, you're who I'm looking for. Shoots him. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you do when it's a rogue replicants. He's like, all right, I did it. <clears throat> he goes back to his car. Well, he takes the eyeball, too. He gets his eye. He's got a little, a little evidence baggie. He goes back to his car, and holy shit, it's Gen A. <laughs> Gen A. Gen A. Robin White, right, Ben? <laughs> I wrote uh, more Jesus shit, Madam President, because <laughs> she's uh, Claire Underwood and... Uh... Oh, is she? Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, House of Cards. Yeah. I never watched that shit. I remember one time when I went to a friend's house and they were watching it and it was like, um, Kevin, what's the, Spacey? Spacey he, he's Spacey. doing like Ferris Bueller shit to the camera. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> like the first three seasons were okay, but eh, yeah. after that. I don't know. I just don't like that. I'm still on TV shows. I'm like, I just, I don't know. It's not ever. You know, Shocking is based on off of a, a British novel about you know, their politics, which mm. then became a uh, British television show that, you know, was limited series. Oh. And then they decided to make six seasons out of it. Well, they decided to make motherfucking money? Yeah. Oh, interesting. But yeah, no, it's Gen A from Forrest Gump. Looking a little bit older now. Robin Wright then. I guess it's Robin Wright now, right? Yeah. I don't believe she kept the pen. Oh, no. Um, she's cool. She does a great job in this movie. Uh, she this... does a good job in everything, though. Yeah, I fucking love her. There's some really cool synth here, so thanks Hans Zimmer while he's mapping out the tree. Oh, it's yeah. It's like all sad and like... There, uh, there's the part after this where they're, they're doing like the landscape of, uh, of L.A. Um, where I wrote soundtrack that was good. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be like right after this. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he sees, oh man, there's something buried under that tree. There's a box. flower. He sees a flower first, right? And, then, and the date. No, you see, the date comes later. Oh, yeah, you're right. He sees the flower. He goes to check it out. And then he scans the He's tree. Like, huh. He's like, 30 feet down, drone robot. Yeah, and do you notice the drone robot cuts out like a perfect square? I thought that was cool. <laughs> I want a drone ro- robot that can do things super symmetrically. <laughs> but, yeah, he's like, all right, I guess um, take this ossuary home. He doesn't know it's an ossuary yet. But now here's where we get... Oh shit, it's LA. <laughs> um the landscape shit here is really cool, but yeah, the soundtrack just doesn't doesn't hit that high enough. But what I really like about what they did for this LA landscape is um you can see like all the like major streets and alleyways cuz there's like neon lights cracking out of them cuz there's all the signs and shit down there. I just thought that was an interesting touch. So great job special effects, guys. Oh, this is the first time we really hear that motorcycle engine rev. It's just like, and you're like, oh my god, what's going on? Uh, well, this is also we're introduced to like the new void conf kind of test. I really like the it. mental programming. It's so hot to see if they're baseline. Yeah, and I like it because it is really fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Together, together, together. Why don't you repeat that three times? Yeah. Oh my god. But <laughs> what yeah, if I don't want to, motherfucker. He can't. He's a replicant. He's a goddamn skin job. And you see him, uh... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, like, like, geneticism. What, what skin job? Yeah, one of the officers, like, tries to, like, scare him. He gets scared. Yeah, go ahead and fight that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he'll fuck you up. But then he'll just be killed. Uh, but, you know, fucking, he's baseline right now. He's doing his thing. Doing his job. Um, he's like, good to see you, madam. That's what he calls Robin Wright. Mm-hmm. And she's like... Good job killing that fool. You'll get a bonus. I wonder <laughs> but I'm not going to pay for your fucking healthcare. Yeah. Typical government work. He's, what is, I'll just glue it. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, that makes sense. He's a replicant. They show him gluing it, too. Um, he's a replicant, but he's not. He's still a man. Well, I mean, yeah, replicants are seemingly biological creatures. It's going to be reinforced in this film. Yeah. 
Uh, but what's the uh, replicant going to spend money on anyways? Uh, his real girl. Mm, joy. Uh, gets the bonus. He's like, oh, thanks. Um, she's, uh, like, trying to drink with them again, you know? You want, you want some drink? Like, yeah. Oh, no, I gotta get home tomorrow. You get a little more heavy-handed later on, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he does go home, and it's cool, because they introduce, he's got this shitty little box apartment, mm-hmm. you know, that a lot of people are used to living in now. But I do like that, um... Joy is just a disembodied voice at first, uh-huh. so you presume that, like, oh, maybe he's got a replicant girlfriend, or, you know. Yeah, I kind of figured it out pretty early in that scene. Yeah, but it was interesting. Um, so, he, like, grabs two glasses, like, he's gonna pour two vodkas. He but, does pour two yeah, vodkas, but, <laughs> he takes them from both himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. But Man, then, um, we see a little contraption on the roof, and Joy pops up, and she tells him some song facts. About the song that's playing. Do you uh, do you remember the first time? This is like a, reminds me of a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Do you remember it? Eraser. Oh yeah. With uh, it's a very similar story too with clones, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, his buddy, his detective partner, which I think is Michael Rappaport, uh, he has like a robot wife mm-hmm. or a hologram wife, and that's as soon as she popped up, I'm like, oh, Eraser. <laughs> yeah. So what I like about this though is um. So in Blade Runner, Harrison Ford is just the saddle detective. You don't really know why. He just mm-hmm. whatever. Um, like all saddle detectives. Yeah. He doesn't need a reason. Yeah, but in this movie, this is great character development. Like my note says, uh, oh damn, he's sad as me. Yeah. But yeah, he's just like lonely and you can see he's like trying to find some connection, but he can't because he's a replicant. And it's also since this movie's about identity and What's real, there's also a lot of stuff that gets played in with her being an artificial intelligence and what's the reality of her love for him. Well, I just that shit's way more interesting than most of Blade Runner. Yeah, I guess I, there's, there's too much of this. Like, I feel like they could have pared down a lot of the joy stuff and kept and still kept that the, the sentimentality of it. I just think they spent too much time with joy and, and Gosling establishing his relationship. Uh, Ooh, also, I don't he know, falls, there's important stuff. He falls for something obvious consumer bullshit here, and she's like, oh, I'm so sick of being trapped up inside this house. Oh, I wish I could go out and be free. My artificial intelligence isn't certainly telling you that I need you to go buy some really expensive addition so that I can hang around with you all the time. Oh, so you're of the mind that she is just simply a product. It, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's both, but she's clearly pushing some consumerism on him, right? Uh, I mean, we don't know. I don't think it's clearly defined one or the other. Actually, I personally happen to fall with, on the idea that she... You think that a, a program, of an AI created by the Wallace Corporation is wholly uh, capable of love? Um, I do. And I think there's some evidence for it as we get further into the movie. Um, you might be right. She might also have. Still... I'm just saying that. I'm well, just it's, like she. I'm gave saying it. it's both. I'm well, saying yeah. that yeah, she's fully. She is capable of love, but they're also. She is still programmed. Well, yeah, just she's like not a, she's not a replicant. She's she is a computer program. Yeah, but she. And made... she and like she's really pushing him to get this expensive edition so she can walk around town. And he he. Well, spends we don't his money know that because he already has it for their anniversary. Yeah, when she comes in, she's like, "Oh, I'm so sick of being cooped up in the house all the time. I wish I can go out and see things." So that was like her exact dialogue. Yeah, but is, maybe that's just her wanting to be more real. Maybe, but it also she just plopped down a bunch of money to the Wallace Corporation to buy this. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, you're very cynical about corporations in the real world. Why aren't you cynical about the crazy? Oh no, I think um, she probably is like still got like she's still got you know commercials and products that she's posted and shit. But and they show it later on, like they even say like uh, after like we're we're jumping way ahead, but after Joy has died, mm-hmm. um, he's walking past the Joy advertisement and she will the hologram walks up to him he's like you're a very special boy he calls him joe yeah you're, yeah, you're good joe. joe you're a good, good joe. joe and then so yeah I'm and the advertisement says everything you wanted to hear everything yeah yeah so that's my thing like i i think that maybe she is fully capable of love but it's also not like a real relationship she's still a product mm-hmm. it's like being in love with your iphone or your computer or uh, I don't know any or your PlayStation. The people have put too much uh, attachment to something that isn't necessarily. I agree real. with that, and I do think some of her programming still is coming through. So maybe she is promoting products, just like when she gave the song facts, as if right. she was off Spotify. <laughs> that was weird. She right. She pulled yeah, the video facts. But I do think because what the themes this movie, the themes this movie has, what this movie is about, I do think there is. Um, a lot of evidence that it's her becoming self-aware and moving beyond being just the initial product he purchased. Hmm. I mean, it feels like it's it feels weird to me to try, try to uh, shoehorn like the her plot into the subplot of. The I don't think they're shoehorning, shoehorning the plot of her into it at all. I think it's to reinforce the idea of what identity is for the replicants. And then you'll see later on when one of the replicants talks down to her for being AI, you know, like how racism you kick down in the United States to establish yourself. And I think there's parallels to it, and it has to do with the cascading effect of what identity is or reaching singularity sort of thing. I think there's a deeper thing to it rather than just like, yeah, here's some product and you can't trust anything she says because... We'll get to it. No, There's no, stuff I, that I agree. It's, it's like, like eh. it's you can go you can go either way with it, but at the same time, like it, it's still a product, and it's still from the Lost Corporation. I mean, like you can't. It's not wholly. It's not. It's not like a again. It's not like a replicant that that at some point can break from its programming. Why not? Be, because it, it of the it's it's ones and zeros, man. I can go in there and change the zero, and it can, it's going to be a completely different program. But the whole thing is it's uh, AI, though. What if it is, like, self-aware? Uh, we don't know that it's artificial intelligence, though. I'm presu- I mean, I guess that's a presumption, well, they, right? And everyone says, oh, you know, they do specifically refer to it as being an AI girl. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just the, the, whole, the thing that bothers me is it doesn't present itself wholly like an AI to me. Like an artificial intelligence. Right. It's, too much like, so, it's too much like a product. I think they have evidence for both possibilities in the movie and i think it's specifically um kind of obfuscated like so you don't know one way or the other i happen to actually think just because of uh, my personal attitudes about the film and what i think it means like what i think the purpose of the film is because i don't think this is just some dumb commercial product that's well i mean obviously it's not i think it is about um, identity, what it means to be an individual, what do we consider human, that sort of thing. And I think them incorporating the AI character into it is just so another level of you seeing what right individuality is. Because, yeah, we see the giant joy that's advertised later on, but she doesn't speak like his joy. She's clearly just saying, like, program lines as an advertisement, you know? And she's super sexualized, which his joy isn't. 
But again, once you get the joy, it's gonna be do what you want it to do. It's gonna. I guess you'll learn behavior, right? possibly. But so like my joy might you know be very demure and and shy, but someone else's might be like a you know outgoing and a yeah and overly sexualized yeah. depending on what you want. Well, I mean, we'll get into it later on because I do think there's some evidence to show that his joy is at least not doing exactly what he wants. It seems to have his joy seems to have. Um, uh, agency of its own. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, but also, too, you have to wonder how much of that is, is programmed into it, right? Well, we'll get to it. There's one specific thing where I think kind of inf- really influences the idea that it's not just operating off programming. The, are we talking about the antenna scene, or? Yeah, when um, she's trying to wake him up after it crashes, there's no reason for her to do that if he, the owner, is not conscious enough to interact with it. Hmm. I think that's, I don't know, I think it's a pretty big thing. Um, uh, but yeah, happy anniversary. He does get this expensive product so she can be mobile. She's a mobile AI now. Which, um, I mean, it seems like that would be what you would want the original design to be anyways. But I guess maybe the technology yeah, wasn't there. there that sort of thing. It's just like uh, when you got your Genesis and you have to get your uh, your Sega CD. Yeah. And then you got your 32X. Yeah, just attachments oh, to. Oh, well, they had that Sega modem thing too, the Sega Channel. Yeah, that? for Dreamcast, right? No, it was for it was for Sega Genesis. Oh, was Dreamcast like... was the first console that just had it. Yeah, yeah. Even though like I think it just had it. There's nothing there to do really. But uh, yeah, happy anniversary. I fucking my note says I love this movie. Um, it's so great when they go to the roof and you can see the rain like passing through yeah. it, kind of. Um, I'm just like, ah, oh, Danny, you really did it. I'm feeling it. And then, so they're having like a romantic scene, but it's still AI. And then she it freezes. freezes. Yeah. And when I saw this movie in theaters for the second or third time, so first of all, I'm not someone who really goes to movies anymore, but I did see Blade Runner, I think, four times in theaters when it came out because I really fucking like this movie. And it's so fucking good, like, in theaters with, like, a huge sound system and a big screen. It's fucking intense. Like, there's parts of the soundtrack that would, like, scare me because I was, like, not ready for it. But uh, when I did see it, whatever time I did with my friend, um, when she froze, like, my friend, like, kind of giggled, but then, like, thought about it. And I was like, aw, that was kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's both funny and sad. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I was straight up like, man, you're, like, a fucking Apple fanboy in love with your product. Um, well, do you have those same feelings about her? Yeah, I do. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hmm. I think that's an element of her, too, but I do think... I mean, I guess we talk argue about her for a while, too, but <laughs> I guess I have a more optimistic view about what AI could be. I don't. Or just what I have, I have human, no. human relationships I are. guess I just don't expect AI to actually get to that. I don't think AI actually will get to that point that everybody's afraid of. You don't? I do not. But I'm not a computer uh, scientist, so... Oh, no. I think... From what I've read, I think it's going to be really hard to turn that corner, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think... Well, my thinking is, um, it's we're not going to be the ones to make it happen. Oh, I mean, I won't be alive for it if it happens. When I mean humans in general, oh. I think the AI itself. You think the computer gonna... itself will create it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so let's see. Uh, yeah, it's interrupted because Robin Wright's like, yeah, I've checked out um, that box. It's an ostrary. got some bones. I feel like he should have called her mom the entire time. I think that would have been like ma'am, but how English was Yeah, exactly. And it sounds, sounds yeah. like mom. Uh, but uh, she, she's about 30 years old, died in childbirth, uh, got these bones here, they, uh, you want to come check them out? Let's go with some, like, sure. some lady bones. And he gets there, and, uh, who's waiting for him? It's fucking the Joker's henchman from the Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, this dude was also in Prisoners, so I'm guessing, like, Denis just, like, likes this guy. Mm-hmm. 
You how long? When did you figure out this was Rachel's body? I like right away. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is gonna be Rachel. <laughs> Rachel's having a baby. Yeah. Uh, actually, um, as soon as Dave Bautista said, "You've never seen a miracle," I'm like, did, did someone have a baby? The replicant have a baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh, I also like um, how the Reptilians have, like, a confused vision version of religion mm-hmm. that's based off of, like, the Christian oh, yeah. canon, but it's kind of like, what? You know? Yeah, uh, and then even in Blade Runner, like, uh, we've got, like, a, you see all the Reptilians have, like, a confused view of, like, humanity and what mm-hmm. it's like to be man. Like, yeah. Dude, what, this is what fear feels like. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know fear. Yeah, like, mortal fear. Oh, you're in mortal fear now. It's, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Yeah, Kay's actually going to say something kind of goofy in a second, too. That I saw a lot of people on the internet hated it. Because they're like, why would they put religion in the Blade Runner? It's like, like alright, first of all, you fucking missed the point of the Blade Runner, I guess. Well, I mean, did you not see Rucker Howard shove a nail yeah. in his hand? And then also, um, I, Kay says... Maybe the because, religious stuff wasn't heavy-handed enough. Yeah, <laughs> well, also, Kay says this line because it's supposed to show his naivete, I think. He's never killed anything that's been but born. never killed anything that has a soul or I've never killed anything that's been born before, been born before. It's like what difference does it make well to be born is to have a soul and it's like ah how childlike but he is a child yeah I mean he's, he's a replicant he's only gotta be a few years old right yeah um or is he a replicant sorry <laughs> as far as we know right now he's a replicant he's pretty tough too so they uh after that he's like well I gotta go talk to Wallace or just go see the records for these replicants <laughs> see what this is about I got a serial number Oh, he's the one oh, there's find a, it too. There's some, uh, we got some. We got to throw some some political bullshit in here real quick. Okay. Uh, Robin Wright um, talks about the theoretical wall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now we're we're dealing with some real wall bullshit. Yeah, the walls can't come down. The replicants can't know that they can also have babies and then be equal. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> we gotta protect this shit. We gotta keep that wall up. We gotta protect this shit. This is our shit. We came here and made this our shit. We gonna need this garbage. It's our garbage. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, no. First, before he goes to the walls, doesn't he talk to Gaff? Oh, no. Not yet. Yeah, he does. I think he does. Yeah, he absolutely does. Because in my notes, it's before... No, because he has to go find out about Rachel first. Oh, wow. Why are my notes so weird, then? Uh, uh, uh... Oh, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, so he (laughs) finds the serial number on one of her bones. And he's like, what the fuck? And they're all like, oh, shit, there's a fucking replicant have a baby, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, well, we'll go talk to Wallace, see if they know anything about this serial number. Um, I think it looks like Wallace's, like, giant building is built on top of the pyramid that Tyrell had. Yeah. It seems of. like. What, uh, what's the, what's his replicant's name, Love? Love, yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's fucking intense. Uh, she uh, she basically calls out that uh, Joy's a product, and that we sh- you should that Officer K should be really leery of carrying her around uh, if he wants to avoid Wallace's attention. You think so? Yeah, she's like, oh, you guys, you enjoy our products. And yeah. then later on, it's revealed that you know she's been tracking him the entire time through the uh, artificial intelligence. No, she goes to the police station and tracks him after he breaks the antenna on Joy. Oh, word, yeah. I don't think I think she's just doing her job at this point she's not she doesn't realize what they're into yeah you know what i mean but i know i know but it, it's like a cue to the audience that hey you know wallace mm. is gonna be up on this shit uh anyways he goes to uh this weird creepy bald guy who works at, at wallace and he's like i have hair <laughs> <laughs> meaning he has got a hair sample from rachel <laughs> um he mentions like um you know must might be one of these old pleasure models 
you know, like Chris. <gasps> but uh, so the problem is, is oh, blackout. Yeah, the, yeah, blackout's the problem is the blackout is for detective work, which is good because uh, he's playing a detective in the original Blade Runner. Didn't do much detective shit. Decker did some detective shit. Oh, no, detective. I like this movie more, or that aspect of this movie more than the original Blade Runner because it does actually seem like a detective story. Yeah, and actually the structure of the movie it's um it's like a, almost like a, a kung fu movie, uh you know the old um power structure, but instead of fighting a bunch of different people, he just goes through a bunch of different weird interviews mm-hmm. until he gets to the final boss, which is Deckard. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so everything was on drives, but the magnetic drives got wiped. There's the EMP blackout that fucked everything else up, so they don't have records of a lot of replicants that existed, so I don't know who the fuck this is. Uh, Love shows up, though, looking badass. He's like, surely we have more information? I don't, she's just like, fucking... The coolest character in this movie. I really like Love. She's interesting as well. I feel like... Actually, I feel like Love at this point knows that something's up. Because she specifically... Uh, goes in to talk to him? Goes in to talk to him because this record of Rachel came up. I, so I feel like Wallace has been on the lookout for Rachel well, for a Well, Wallace time. wants to create replicants right. that can breed. So he, so he knows that Rachel is capable of breeding, I think. Maybe. It seems like he already is aware that she mm. had a child or was capable of having That's a child. That's true. Well, yeah, Love specifically interrupts her meeting to go. Right. So but it also could just be that he's a Blade Runner. I don't know. I feel like at this point, it should be, it's kind of clear that Wallace is, knows more than he should. Well, I guess I, I was just sure. trying not to jump ahead too much. But yeah, Wallace does know there's something. Tyrell, he somehow knows that Tyrell was able to breed, make replicants that could breed at right. one point, And he's on the lookout for it. And I feel like, I mean, I, we're going to talk about the movie, so why not jump, I'm going to have to go to that part, yeah. but I feel like this is a cue, that a clue already that Wallace is on, in on it. Um, uh, as soon as Love shows up, though, I just want to talk about the costume design in this movie. Fucking everyone looks dope as shit all the time. Like, Love has, like, some of the cutest outfits I've ever seen. Uh, Joy's looking cool all the time. I don't know about that plastic jacket she wears, though. It just seems like it would be so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But, it's not. Yeah. It's not about looks. It's fashion. Also, she's an AI. Yeah, but I mean, like for uh, Anna de Armas, the actress, like who had to film this, scenes, like just imagine how sweaty it was in that jacket. It's not like it breathes. How it can't be worse than like those foam rubber costumes you have to wear when you're like the thing in Fantastic Four and you're Michael Chiklis with the air conditioner shoved up your ass. <laughs> That's true. This part also has kind of like a Mortal Kombat soundtrack vibe. <laughs> It's not as like um yeah like not as like uh like housey but it's it's in there a little bit. Uh, we see that love is super strong. She's like fuck this door. Well, it's a replica. She's a replica. They have the weirdest disc drive I've ever seen. It's like these weird disc balls. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like yeah I don't know fucking fucking some shit. But uh, I think the more interesting part of the scene is well first of all um the actress that plays love her accent comes through a little bit when she's talking to him. But she specifically is like, oh, you know, people like to have personal questions asked of them. It makes them feel important and valuable and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, she's, she's like, clearly read How to well, Win Friends. But then she's like, do you like your work, okay? <laughs> and it's like, oh, she likes him. She thinks he's cute. Which I think is an interesting parallel to uh, Deckard's first interaction with Rachel. Yeah. Even though I don't think they conveyed it very well in Blade Runner that they had some chemistry. But I feel like this is a parallel to that. And it's actually, there is, like, some tension. That's the, that's the one thing I, 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 in this movie that kind of bothers me. I feel like it's built on a romance between Deckard and Rachel that, that Blinner didn't necessarily convey. Yeah. Um, 
But that, I think that's a fault of the original Blade Runner, not this movie. Is it? Because I don't know that the movie, the original Blade Runner, was supposed to be a romance tale about Rachel and Deckard. Well, that's how a lot of people felt it was at the time, and have continued to felt. Well, I mean, some of it with the narration and shit, but the final cut, I don't think, portrays that. Well, yeah, it's just because their relationship is weird as shit without bullshit narration <laughs> telling you they're in love and stuff. But now, here's where you go to see Edward James almost, who's still pretty spooky. <laughs> he's a spooky guy. <laughs> he drops a bunch of hints that Deckard's a, a replicant. He's like, I don't think he's long for this world. Something in the eyes. Uh-huh. Oh, also, he's been retired. Yeah, and then um, when they're, they're talking about Rachel... And he uh, still doing origami. He makes a U, which is what Rachel means in Yiddish. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, he knows what's up. Because I'm telling you, he's like fucking. I'm still not convinced he's not a replicant. I think he's a trickster god or something. <laughs> I don't, they don't get too much into mythology in the Blade Runner universe, but this guy, his character, Gaff, Gaff is, is like, I don't know. He just seems to know shit. <laughs> he is a I guess he's detective. like the best, <laughs> best detective of all time. Yeah, fuck Deckard. Uh, my note says here, uh, oh shit, here comes Leto, because I fucking really like him in this movie. <laughs> my note says fucking Jared Leto as himself. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the set's amazing though, huh? No, that's a cool set. Yeah, you notice everything's made of wood? Wood? Yeah, because trees barely rare. exist. Yeah. So look how rich this motherfucker yeah. is. He's got even a little wood box for his ability to see stuff. <laughs> um, oh, I guess talking about how... You, Jared Leto's method or whatever, he did wear blind contacts to film this movie and hung out with blind people to get the mannerisms right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But fucking damn Day-Lewis does that shit too. I don't know. Christian Bale does that shit. I, mm, yeah. I think experiencing of... something you're trying to act is a great tool for acting. Maybe, but some actors, I mean, there's plenty of great actors that don't do that. Yeah, but, I mean, who cares? Matt Damon? He's not interesting. <laughs> Liam Neeson. He Harrison Ford's interesting though, right? And he doesn't do that shit. He's just charismatic. He's not a good actor. He's just a cool dude. Mm. He's just charismatic. I feel like Liam Neeson doesn't do that shit. He's still good in his, his roles. Uh, what about like Peter O'Toole? He wasn't a method actor. Yeah, okay. Everyone from that generation are going to not be amazing actors either. They're all just going to be charismatic <laughs> dudes. Because especially for male actors, like... Okay, what about yeah. Ryan Gosling? He, he doesn't fucking method acting for this movie. I don't even know what he did. I actually don't know. I'll look at all in his preparation. I don't think he's method I don't think he did very much. Yeah, you're right. I don't think he, he does it really I don't think even someone like Heath Ledger was like kind of a method actor. Mm-hmm. But he's like, uh, people like Giovanni Ribisi and Jared Leto, they mm-hmm. take this shit too far. Like, if you're on the street corner pretending to be mentally handicapped to the point where someone is helping you, you have a fucking problem. Yeah, that's true. Giovanni Ribisi is a Scientologist, though. So that explains his problems. <laughs> he's also Beck's brother-in-law. Leto's character, Wallace, he's got these flying dookie machines that help him see. Yeah. <laughs> they look like little dookie balls. <laughs> They're probably made of wood, too. Motherfucker. Oh, I need these good angels. I need baby-making angels. I just got it. And um, I really like um, when the replicant drops out of like the Ziploc <laughs> bag. I, it's shot really well. I, I the way I described it is as if I'm cutting it down, but no, I think it looks really great. I mean, it that's I think it's supposed to evoke that image of a, like something coming out of a Ziploc bag. It's supposed to be yeah, like, like birth, but also like science but and industrial, like industrial yeah, and consumery. Mm-hmm. Makes and me wonder I, if that's how replicas are actually born. Well, seemingly this is uh, this is an experiment. I'm sure this is Wallace's. Like, I think replicants like a baby. Replicant I, yeah, I think. Something. 
most replicants are probably just like factory lines, yeah. you know, automated, just pumping them out. But this is him trying to make a good angels, as he calls them, baby making angels. But uh, she doesn't work, so he gives her a kiss and then kills her. Yeah, he sucks. He's mean. Uh, and then you cut to his number one angel is love, and she's like, "That'll never happen to me." Is that a name? Oh, and here's the motorbike comes back. <laughs> I fucking really like that sound, though. So I guess Hans Zimmer didn't do a bad job. It's definitely, there's a lot of music and sound in it that's really memorable. I just wanted something a little bit more synthy. And Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner is not super synthy either, but it is very much, like, made with synthesizers. Yeah. But, you know, this song that sounds kind of bluesy, almost kind of jazzy, but it's still synth. Oh, yeah, this now K's outside... Eat noodles. Eat noodles. And then we learn that there's like a another um, like a replicant resistance. Like an, another replicant element that's like, going on. Like, hey, go check out this guy that I offed uh, drives. They're like, uh, yeah, you go talk to the guy in the green jacket. And I was like, I guess that's green. <laughs> it's like all green. You got color blind. Are you color blind? I don't think so. I'm actually usually pretty good at you know you can take like the gradient tests. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good at determining colors, but uh, maybe it's just the lighting. It mostly it looks kind of like gray most of the time. Yeah. Um, they speak to each other in Finnish, because the actress is Finnish, so they're like, yeah, you know, street speak, which languages can you speak? And do Finnish. Yeah, they don't do a lot of street speak in this movie. Nah, um. Kind of missed it. So he's, uh. Uh, although Gap throws him in at one point when he does his interview. Yeah, he speaks in Hungarian again. He says, uh, I wrote it down because it's a really cool word, which it means retired. He says, uh. Uh, Nudijas, Nudias, or oh, it's Hungarian. It means retired. So that's cool. Uh, I guess uh, Edward James. Dead replicant. When aren't you getting Gosling? <laughs> He's retired. Edward James almost um is just a Hungarian god. Uh, so yeah, right now he's blade eating runner. He's eating. He's a blade eating runner. He's got a knife. Uh, and yes, yeah, so these pleasure models come over, and they're like, hey, you want to have a good time? He doesn't like real girls. Yeah. They hear his little contraption. And I, also, my I, note says he doesn't like real girls. He likes real girls. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, so here's a little bit of evidence for her having her own uh, agency. She interrupts when that happens. Yeah, because she's jealous. Hmm. But I feel like if you're uh, programming with artificial intelligence, why to be a like a companion model? Wouldn't you program jealousy? Um, that's the other thing. Well, like, how, like, the, what do you pro? How do you? What do you? What are you programming into it? Well, know. why would you want to program it for you, your the user to possibly have negative feelings about the product? Well, you you. So well, this is supposed. You think they are marketing it to desperate men, which they seemingly are. Mm-hmm. A desperate man has a chance to sleep with a woman. He doesn't necessarily know it's a hooker yet or whatever. And the program interrupts that and chases her off. Do you think he's going to feel very happy about the product? Well, if he, if you're trying to cultivate a loving relationship between you and the product, then yeah, you would, you, what loyalty it, would be to the product, I right? guess if he has and another you, option. You, want, you don't want him to find love somewhere else. You want him to continue to be with the product, right? And continue to buy additional enhancements and expensive add-on parts for the product. Yeah, you got to buy all these modifications for your joy. I don't know. To me, it just seems more like she decided she needed to stop that. Well, then later on, she inhabits that same prostitute to have lady sex with him. Yeah, but that's specifically so she can experience closeness with him. Yeah, but I don't know. It just seems like, why pick that that girl if you're jealous of her? 
Well, specifically why she said, because she could tell that he liked her. But then why does she care? I don't know. I just feel so like... So, it'll be enjoyable for experience for him. I don't There's something there, man. I, I don't disagree. I just don't think it's as clear-cut. I think you, you, it goes either way, and there's plenty of evidence that she is a product and is influencing his, uh, his behaviors to, you know, to benefit Wallace. The Wallace Corporation, not necessarily Wallace, personally. Well, I guess we'll see, because I have more evidence coming up <laughs> later on. Um, but yeah, but she's like, all right, whatever, I don't care. Uh, he's doing Batman stuff now, you know, detective work. And he's like, hmm. So he decides to go back to the scene of the crime with Morton Sapper. Uh, well, first, doesn't he go to, um, he goes to Deckard's old apartment and plays the piano, and there's a dead key. No, that's, um... That's that Sappers. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a dead key, and he's like, huh. Hmm. Opens up the piano. There's a little tin in there that's got a photo. And he's like, huh, it's that tree and some people. And then he uh, goes to see what's up with the tree, and he finds 61021. He freaks the fuck out. Presumably when Rachel dies. But yeah, he freaks out because he has a memory of having a horse with the same date on it, a wooden horse. And, uh, yeah, so then we get to see that memory. He's a young boy running through the factory. Um, all the other boys have shaved heads, but he's got long hair for some reason. Hmm. Uh, but they want to steal his horse, and he's like, fuck that. He hides it in the foundry, even though he's very scared. And uh, presumably he gets beat up after that, but at least he saved the horse. And you're right. like, oh man, sad Agent K, who had long hair, and all the other boys had shaved heads. I mean, they basically hmm. tell you at one point. Yeah, it's choreographed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my notes says has hair, boys don't, and we're gonna see it in a second when he actually goes to the orphanage to reinforce that. But um, yeah, so he gets a call from the madam. She's like, "Hey, what you doing, daddy?" He's like, "It's like, oh, she likes him." Mm-hmm. It's Ryan Gosling. I get it. <laughs> um, at some point in here, uh, Love breaks into the police station, kills poor Coco mm-hmm. by pushing a she, she slime like, through the front of his face. Yeah, she like. Sends his spine like through the front of his body or something. It's like terrifying how he does. Yeah, and she just steals like, Rachel's bones. Yeah, like she was like, "Don't worry, I've got all the shit here that you need. Here, take a look. Here's the document." And then punches him in the back mm-hmm. of the neck, and he just collapses. Yeah, love's pretty intense. Um, so now uh, he's Ryan Gosling's back at somewhere at the police station, or no, he's going through some record machine. That's, yes. It's in Japanese. Yeah. I was like, this is like a parallel to that enhancement thing, but luckily not as bad. There's yeah, going to be some... another one later on. Too. Yeah, my, yeah, it's right. They're not that much longer. <laughs> yeah. But this one has some exposition in it, at least. Yeah, this machine, uh, it sounds like it's being Japanese. Yeah, I think it is. And like, yeah. Uh, so he's going through DNA birth records? records, DNA records, and he finds two that have the exact same DNA. And he's like, well, that shit's not possible. One of these kids is fake. The girl died, the boy was in... They both went through the same orphanage, girl died, and the boy just disappears. Yeah, and uh, so at this point, Ryan Gosling's like, starting to get an idea, like, maybe... This maybe has I'm the boy. Maybe this has something to do with him. Joy's encouraging him a little bit. She's like, it's okay to dream a little. He mentions uh, Galatian Syndrome, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that is. I, I was going to look it up. I feel like it might be made up since it's, like, you got a religious name. <laughs> just, like... Methuselah syndrome in the first one. 
Anyways, uh, we finally get to see the giant-ass seawall that surrounds Los Angeles since they built all the way up to the coast, and also presumably because of climate change. Yep. Yep. Um, he's going to San Diego, and it fucking sucks there now. Yo, man. It looks like trash world. <laughs> yeah, it minus it says shots fired from Junkard Town. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of nerves showing your face back here, Mako. But I don't... But... <laughs> I can't imagine the, the people of San Diego letting it turn into that mm-hmm. without a fight. I don't know, shit. Well, they, they got a lot of junk to look through, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. They get him with this EMP kite gun, which is really <laughs> cool. It's just like, I cannot believe someone made that shot. <laughs> right? But it's like, alright, they got him. It's Yeah, so it's like a spear gun that attaches to his flying car. A kite comes out of it, it catches the lightning, shuts the shit down. Like, it's dope, but it's crazy. Must be a replica. I just like um, how unaffected Ryan Gosling plays this scene as he's crashing. He's just kind of like, he's getting, the G-Force is getting to him, but he's still just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, well, what are you fucking going to do? Well, he's also a replicant, so he's like, eh. But that's what I mean. It's just cool that he's like, whatever, I'm a replicant. Uh, they crash. He is knocked out because replicants are biological beings, so his brain got sloshed a little. And Joy tries to wake him up to protect him. But I guess to protect him so he can sell more products. <laughs> but it's weird that if it's not something that the user can be conscious of, that the AI, AI would attempt it and possibly risk damage to itself. But, I mean, yeah, she's also protecting herself because she doesn't want to be destroyed, right? And he, if he gets pulled from the car and those guys steal the emitter from his pocket, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it for her. No, she's not stuck with the emitter yet, though. I, I mean, I guess that's true, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's still, mm-hmm. like, that's her owner, that's her her livelihood. And, I, I mean, there's plenty of things that your phone, uh, intelligent, your, your, not AI, but your phone does that you're not aware of. Like, it'll mm-hmm. send you certain notifications when the room is quieter versus when it's louder. Hmm. Stuff like that. Interesting. I mean, again, my point is that I don't think it's as, it, you're supposed to question whether or not it, you know, she can, can have these feelings or not, and it's not as clear-cut that she is capable of, you know, being a true person. Individual. Yeah, individual. Not, not a human, but you know what I mean? Like a, what we would recognize as a, a non-human person. Yeah. Like a dolphin. Non-human person. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we do recognize dolphins and orcas and stuff. Some countries do not. Yeah. Orcas, but... Oh, we don't? I don't think we do. I don't think Finland or Japan does. <laughs> Certainly not Wales. Hey. Um, so he's fucking replicant strong, though. So he just beats the shit out of a bunch of people. Yeah, he fl- WWE backbreakers. Yeah. <laughs> and then Love is also monitoring him. Yeah, because and... she uh, has uh, his tracking from uh, uh-huh. Joy. Yeah, but that's not going to be a problem. He's just got some rods from God coming. Yeah, she's just shooting shit out of space. At this point, why doesn't Gosling, the detective, be like, what the fuck? I, I think he just gets saved. I think he probably knows something's up. I mean, he does, and he looks up and he sees, he sees like the floating platform, or, but he doesn't question it. It doesn't seem like. I just like that Love's just sitting there getting her nails done and like fucking blow that fire her. again. Yeah, again. She's tough, man. I again. like her. Got a little crush on that um fucking sadistic replicant. <laughs> uh, but um, he gets uh. He, well, he arrives at the Apple factory. <laughs> Mine just says a modern group home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, he's making them uh, put together, like, electronics and stuff. Yeah, that's what I, how I picture group homes. Oh, I mean, yeah. group homes are... In, in, Do they have, they have for-profit group homes and stuff? All, a lot all of those group homes are feeling yeah. like they're for-profit. Okay, yeah, then they're putting shit together. 
I mean, I don't think they have like recycling materials, but you you get money from the government for <laughs> house to do kids, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, uh, so you want to buy some kids? It's the dude from Walking Dead. <laughs> So he's like, well, you're here to buy some kids? And he's like, nah, I'm a Blade Runner. <laughs> he's like, ah, damn. But he just wants to see the records, though, which uh, my thing is, why does he keep these long-ass records about adoptions? He doesn't care about these kids. Why does he need the records? I don't know. Show? I guess for just to, like, maybe it's a maybe lie. It's his, want to get or screwed. it's like some compulsive, yeah, compulsive thing, yes. I like. I did like the touch of all, all these kids are, are recycling old, like, rare earth metals from... Uh, from like destroyed computers. And yeah, they're just doing Detroit type stuff. Because that's what we're, that's what people are gonna be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've already, we've already started. Well, people it. still copper piping. And yeah, people yeah. are doing that shit. But as the uh, as we still keep building phones and computers that need these uh, elements, but we can't keep pulling them out of the ground. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, and then as you see uh, here at the orphanage, the boys and girls are segregated. All the boys have their heads shaved, and the girls don't. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. So Agent K is secretly a woman. <laughs> we don't ever see his peeps. Yeah. Or um, her peeps. Someone snatched the adoption records for the time period in these. Uh, yeah. They well, that's weird. It, well, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. No. And uh, we fucking never really know who did it. He just sees some cigarettes in an ashtray, right? Yeah, but I mean, those you have to assume those have been there for a while. Like, they were taken by Sapper Morton. Yeah, I assume that the records have been gone for a very long time. I was hoping they were going to have um, something to allude to the fact that uh, Gaff had done it. I thought that would be interesting. Oh. Like, there's an origami, like, matchman. That would have been cool, but, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but, they but why would Gaff help out? I mean, Gaff is... The... He helped out at the... Well, didn't help out, but... He, Gaff he... helped out, didn't do it, didn't do well, any actual help. He, he didn't just do anything. Go. He didn't do anything. Exactly. Yeah. Gaff doesn't do anything. Yeah. I don't know, it'd just be cool, because I like Gaff. <laughs> um, and then he's... The dude runs away, because he's like, I didn't do that, and he's worried Goblin's gonna kill him, because he already fucking punched him <laughs> in the face real hard with this gun. Um, so Goblin's like, well, I'll check out this familiar spooky furnace. And this is the first time I saw it in theaters. Um, as he's going to open the furnace grating to get the horse, there's this crazy, like, industrial bass noise. It's just like, wow. It scared me. <laughs> there's a lot of weird bass yeah. noises. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, shit. I'm a real boy. Hey, he freaks out when he gets it. So after this, Joy tells him, hey, you know what? You need a name. You can't just be a serial number. You're a real average Joe. What about Joe? Joe. Joe. My notes actually say, she's programmed to tell you that. You're a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real boy. But, and there, um, I mean, there's a well, Pinocchio moment to this whole movie. Yeah. It's Pinocchio story by Kanye West. <laughs> no, if Kanye West did Pinocchio story, it'd be way weirder than this. Kanye West has a song called Pinocchio story. Well, who makes the memories for replicants? I should probably figure that out. Who makes the memories for Wallace? And so he goes to meet her. And she's basically like um, in uh, Fallout or a Skyrim modder. <laughs> modified shit. She's um, a she's a bubble boy. She's George Volta. Yeah, she's got some disease, possibly Galatian syndrome that they mentioned. I don't know, uh, but yeah, she's got a compromised immune system, so she couldn't go off her old defense. Or that's what they told her conveniently. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's one of the like fucking craziest, best acted, most interesting side characters I've ever seen in a movie. Like she just basically shows up for this scene and one other. And it's just like, holy shit. When she first showed up, I'm like, oh shit, it's our Sebastian. Oh yeah, that makes sense. 
But, um, no, she's just, like, so interesting. She's, I don't know, and she's, like, showing him how she makes memories, and it's one of the coolest effect shots in the movie. Right. And she's explaining and then how memories And to use real memories. Yeah. There's a part when, you um, I guess we're going to get to it right now, where Dawson's like, all right, I'm going to show you a memory. You got to tell me if it's real or not. Yeah. And she starts crying afterwards, because obviously, as we know, it's yeah. her memory. She says, someone lived this. Yeah. And he's like, fuck! Uh, he gets so angry because he's like, damn it, they're gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing: I like she starts crying and gets kind of upset. And mm-hmm. my feeling is like she's like, oh shit, he's here because he knows that I use real memories and I'm about to die. Oh no, I think I that wasn't that hasn't ever been my thought when I watched. I'm not saying you're wrong. This is just my interpretation was um. So first of all, she knows it's her memory, so she's reliving a traumatic memory right. too. Because you've heard how Kate described it too. Is right, 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 it's really traumatic. Um, it's. I mean, I guess to me, it's both parts. But then also, I think she realizes, oh, I put this memory in him. He thinks it is him. Like she can tell that it's having like a huge emotional effect on him. Like something. Well, then why would she tell him that it's a real memory? Well, yeah, I guess maybe she doesn't want it to be. Yeah, because she says someone lived this. You think she'd be like, oh yeah, this is my memory. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But someone lived this. Mm, someone lived this. But uh. It, Man, it's a cool scene, though. I really like it. Yeah, it's a really well scene. Mm-hmm. Well acted. I guess the whole movie is really well done. Yeah. Again, I, I have some very minor problems with it, but... Uh, but, um... Oh, man, unfortunately, the cops are there to get K because they're like, what the fuck you been doing, man? Yeah, where you been? You're off the reservation. And then this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie when they do the... Void comp part two? The new one where he's, like, totally off baseline and the dude's, like, getting angrier and angrier and it's getting fucking intense. And then there's, like, a short little pause, and it's like, you're not even close to baseline. Yeah. Well, also, at the same time, like, I feel like, go ahead, fight him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he, they bring him into the madam. She's got a little crush on him anyways, yeah. so she's not going to just outright kill him. And I think he's also like, it's done. Like, the kid's gone. Yeah, it was which a real Which is nice... kind of true, but he also is lying, which replicants aren't supposed to do. Yeah, right? It's a, he's all, he's clearly way out of baseline. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, they're not supposed to lie, but we also saw that Love lied to Coco, right? Yeah. But also, just like Rachel, she's not... Love isn't programmed like a normal replicant. She I guess I always... Well, is old, like right-hand men. My point to this, too, is replicants aren't programmed as well as that we you know, were supposed to be. There are all mm-hmm. kinds of There's examples yeah. of, of replicants going off the reservation and going crazy. Well, it's because they have human memories. They basically human are human. But yeah. they only have four years to, to mm-hmm. pick up their... Well, these ones life. have regular life things. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah the beginning, they, the, these new models have regular life stance. Because that... But, well, I mean... That's dumb anyways. <laughs> I mean, it was the impetus for the plot of that of the first Blade Runner, but why would you design, like, super powerful slaves that could only live for four years? So you just have to keep buying new ones? Because they go crazy after four years and start... <laughs> Planned obsolescence, huh? Yeah, they learn from Apple. Yeah. Um, um, she's like, alright, well, I can give you, like, a day... I thought, I thought it was a really nice touch or really smart of, of Kay because he already laid the groundwork that it's going to be weird for him to kill someone that was born. He's like, I messed up because I killed it. Yeah. Which is good, but she's still... She's like, I'll give you like a couple days, but you you got to be back to baseline or that's it. And he's like, well, that fucking was not happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he steps outside now and... um. So, you know, he buttons up the part of his jacket to cover his face. And it doesn't look like it's snowfall. It looks like it's just, like, ash or something. Yeah. So, like, something's wrong with the environment. They don't go into it further, but I just thought that was an interesting touch. 
Well, I mean, they give a little. They don't really explain like the blackout or necessarily anything or anything necessarily either. They just kind of give hints that there's some mm-hmm. shit going on. Yeah, shit that's gone. Which is good. I like when movies do that. I don't need to know exactly every detail of where we came to be. As long as you know the details, I'm okay with it. Yeah, but um, he comes home and he's like, "Shit, we're gonna really need to skedaddle." But uh, whoa, shit, Joy made an independent choice. <laughs> Did yeah. she? Uh, she invited over. The prostitute lady, and she's like, we're going to synchronize so I can have a romantic experience with Kay. Virgin Kay. You know he's never had sex before. <laughs> you this don't poor, know that. This poor replicant. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we have another one of the cool scenes in the movie. I like how tastefully it's done. Um, also, what's cool about it is um, they basically just film the scene twice with both actresses and kind of just overlay them. Oh, like, cool. So it's not even a crazy effect or anything. Yeah. It's just really well done. And, uh, I don't know, man, it's romantic. Maybe I just bought into the romance of it too much for her, but I really do think, like, she's, I don't it just, it I, fits I mean, with the theme of the movie to me, from my interpretation of the movie, that she is self-aware and developing her own individuality and agency, sure. like, she does actually love him as much as she possibly can. Like you said, yeah, she just lists off song facts, she might be selling products to him still, but I do think there's something there. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's true. You're supposed to think their potential is there. I just don't know if I, I believe it 100%. I, I'm just cynical to the point where, like, I believe a replicant, because they are essentially human still, yeah, could, be have, could be a person. But because this is an artificial intelligence, which is sold as a product from another mm-hmm. company, that I, mean, I have difficulty ever seeing it as something other than a product. I guess. I guess that's where you're coming from. I, I don't know. I'm just more off. Especially, like, because it's not very shortly after this, we get the giant hologram droid, and she's like, hey, Joe, you're a real sexy guy. Yeah, but it's... You're real special, Joe. It's a totally different... Like, to me, it's, like, completely it's, different. Yeah, because it's a generic joy versus yeah. the joy that's been personalized. That's true. Um, but uh, I'm a, um, the pleasure model, her name is uh, Mary... Mariette, similar to Marionette, which I thought was always thought was cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's also, we know she's a secret agent. Yeah, she's part of the resistance. But she puts a tracker on him. And then, she puts her boots on with no socks. Yeah, girl's got mm-hmm. smelly feet. She's got smelly feet. And luckily, Joy notices this, and she's like, you need to get out of here with <laughs> smelly ass feet. Also, she just she so says, she says I'm straight up done with you. And then uh, the... This rest- is the racism integration moment. I've been inside of you. Yeah, there's not that much there. Well, I mean, but I think she's talking down to him as she did previously. Like, oh, you're AI. You're not the same as me. I'm better than you. Humans are better than me. Maybe someday I can be as good as humans if I kick shit down at AI. Just like how the Irish moved up in society. The Jews moved up in society. You just kick shit down. And I feel like that that's the, the purpose of that scene. Well, I also think this is... And like, the question, the legitimacy of Joy. Yeah, I also think this is the uh, what drives Joy to be like, all right... I want to be like a real girl. Yeah, I want to be like a real girl. Yeah. And yeah, so she does. She's like, fuck it. Like, breaks the tana off, just put Stormy. And then this is the point where, like, oh, shit, like, you really shouldn't carry around a product from Wallace Corporation in your fucking pocket all the time. Yeah. But I... I'm, Which I'm, is the same thing that um, there's a phone in my pocket, and I'm sure Apple can listen to everything I'm saying right So now. do you think... Um, she decides she doesn't want to preserve herself as a product. She's fine. She wants to die like a real girl to be with him. You, that to, to you is what do you think? What, I mean, how I do guess, you interpret that? I guess it's it, it, I don't we don't get enough of joy after this to for me yeah. to say one hundred percent or another because it, it, if 
if you know two days from now she's like oh you also need to buy the latest emitter from me and i'm like well fuck you um I, it just there's not enough i don't know for, for me to say one or the other it is a this is the biggest sign to me that she is capable of being you know a person yeah well my thing with it is um mortality is a major element in both Blade Runners and right. how that mortality signifies humanity to a certain extent. And I feel like maybe this isn't explicitly stated in the movie, not through her actions or anything, but based on the themes of this movie and how it's presented to me, I feel like her making the choice to become mortal essentially is like fucking the best evidence you're going to get, like the throwing up a flag, like, yeah, she's self-aware. She's not just a program. She's not just a product that... But the other question, too, is, like, would a product or would a product care if it, if it didn't exist anymore? That's true, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I guess there's more to it. I'm just of the camp that, for sure, like, there's not something special about maybe his joy specifically, right. but the our program, intelligence artificial intelligence and I guess is... they're trying to parallel like the replicants are artificial intelligence. Yeah. But I, I, and I get that, and I just say, to me it's this, um, I just don't have enough, I don't see enough of joy to say one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And it, um, since it's not like the biggest focus of the, the, the movie, yeah. it does not, I guess it's not, not something I focus on. Yeah, it's definitely um, like the It's just something that, I, I feel like it's something to make you parallel and really try to think about how replicants... And are replicants human or replicants people that mm-hmm. kind of thing um, I, I don't it just doesn't seem like the it seems like it's something to drive the main plot forward or well, I don't you think, think about the main plot in a different I don't way. I think I don't think it even drives the plot the philosophical question of it yeah that's just that's in there as one of the themes of the movie the all it does to drive the plot is it's a love interest for Kate sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You look at the basic. Right, I'm trying to apply the right I guess in the way for it. It's just to, to to highlight the philosophical questions of, of the movie. Of the movies, right? Entirely. And I yeah. guess to me, they spend a little too much time with with Gosling and, and Joy. I don't need as much of the romance mm-hmm. part because I, I get it. Gosling is looking for something. Yeah. And Joy fills that void. Joy might be capable of real of being a real person and might not be, but we're supposed to look at her in the same way we look at the replicants. Yeah. And to me, the replicants are just human. And I, to me, there's like no question in quest, like I don't question their humanity at all. Like they, they're right. just humans, you know. And for the AI, it's the same thing. Like if it gets to the point where it sees itself as an individual, then it's a non-human person, you know. I guess I just need. Oh, I, need to see I guess it's There's too much of like Joy's a product, and she's gonna you're gonna buy her. Yeah, <sighs> that's true. Well, um. I mean, uh, so a lot of people... Well, we'll get to it when we get there. He's going to Vegas now. He's <laughs> fucking gotta find Deckers. Um, well, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, so... First, there's some street science. Hell yeah, he scans this uh, horsey. Just like in the first one, remember, he scans the scale. Yeah, street science. Yeah, street science. <laughs> um, and it's a dude from... Uh, I'm the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> that cool ass dude. Am I... Am I, it's a, I am the scientist now. <laughs> <laughs> And he scans it. Apparently, this horse is worth a lot of money because of the woods, man. Oh, yeah. He's like, I give you a goat, man. Fucking look at, all this, look at all this cool shit. Also, like all this. And he's like, Nah, I guess I need it. Um, but uh, the wood. Enhance again. The wood has so much radiation in it, it could have only come from one place, which is apparently super irradiated Las Vegas. <laughs> which. I, saw, I play Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. It's accurate. They didn't go into any detail about why that's the case, but, you know. Probably a bomb got dropped on it. They, uh, in the, you, you've only seen the Blackout one, huh? The short films. No, I watched all three of them at one point when it first came that. out, but I don't remember the details of some of the other ones. Whatever. Yeah, and the Las Vegas thing I don't think is involved in any of them. 
But uh, yeah, so he's like, I know, I'll go to Vegas now. And here's a, this is another reference to the long picture scan, I think, where he's got his drone out and he's like, enhance, go left. But, but luckily this one's only like a minute yeah. instead of like six minutes. Yeah, and then uh, fucking, this is uh, Love's best scene in the movie. Well, I know she's got some cooler scenes. Her and Robert Wright. Yeah, like fucking, so she like really loves Kay. She's got a weird obsession with them. Which I get it. It's Ryan Gosling. Um, I wish she was obsessed with me. Because <laughs> she's like so scary, sexy, and cool in this movie. I don't know why I like oh, so much. Oh, you got like, very close to TLC uh, album. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, sexy, cool. Yeah, that's she is crazy, sexy, cool. But um, she's just like, I'm going to tell Wallace you shot first. <laughs> I had to kill you. And she's like getting crazy. But she's got... Um, like, I'm a, Does that work on the, when you're fucking killing the chief of police? Like, oh, she shot first. So I had to kill also, her. I don't picture why Wallace would care. Yeah, either way. Yeah, but, he doesn't um, seem the kind of dude that matters to him. But she, she has this one line that she delivers like... I just fucking love the way she delivers this line. She's like, you're so sure. And she's like, going, she's like so angry about it. And then she... I don't know. It's just cool the way she says the line. And then this shot, too, where the camera moves outside when she kills her. And so there's, like, no sound. You just see the ash of the snow falling, and she gets cut and falls. And then eh, she just uses her face to scan the computer and then drops that shit. <laughs> I like Ronald Wright's face bouncing off the table. I mean, not specifically the <laughs> violence of it, but it's just so, like, cavalier. And then she, I guess, um, presumably all the cops can track all the replicant Blade Runners. Well, I assume they just have a tracker device in his car. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so Love's coming with, uh, I don't know, some random dudes. Wallace probably got a lot of thugs. Yeah. He has everything off-world that he needs to make Deckard talk. So amazing environmental shots of Gosling walking through Vegas. They got some giant erotic statues. Everything's orange. He finds some bees. Because Deckard is on the fucking Sherlock Holmes retirement plan. That's some straight-up detective shit right there. Yeah. Um, he lives in... All detectives retire and grow and uh, raise bees. Everyone knows that. Yeah. He also lives in, like, one of the coolest sets of all time. Yeah. Everything's got, like, this orange-gold hue because of the environment, but also because of the hotel he's in. It's just got gold themes. And fucking... Holy shit. It's Han Solo. Han Solo's here. What's he doing here? <laughs> uh, and obviously, Deckard's, like... A Blade Runner came for me. Yeah. I need to fucking kill him. He's like, old man punches. Yeah. Um, well, first he's like shooting at him. Gosling's like, fuck this. Jumps over a railing. Getting chased around, avoiding traps. And then another amazing scene. They're fighting in like that lounge hologram. room. Yeah. With the hologram Elvis that keeps cutting in and out. And it's so fucking dope. It's, I mean, I just imagine Deckard every night, like with a bottle of bourbon, watching there. Elvis Presley sing every night. Well, he's like, I like this song when they stop fighting. Uh, there's a scene in here where Harrison Ford actually accidentally punched Ryan Gosling. You can see it because he's kind of like. Uh, but yeah, so they fight. Uh, Harrison Ford is going crazy doing old man punches. Maybe he is a replicant because he is beating the flesh off of Kay a little bit. Mm. Kay's not fighting back though. Yeah, well, I don't know. If, if Deckard's a replicant, he's not a very strong replicant because he shows no. Yeah. Neither movie has shown no ability to be stronger than a regular human. No, not like Roy putting his head through the wall mm -hmm. and Kay coming up. So yeah, Deckard gives up. He's like, well, he's not fighting back. And you want a drink? I'm getting tired. So it's like, let's go have a drink. He's got a dog. Uh, Call back to the first movie. Kay asked if it's real or not. His animals don't really exist. He's Harrison like, Ford's got a snappy Harrison Ford answer. Um, <laughs> Why that's don't you the one ask thing him? That Deckard seems to 
changed. I mean, obviously, it's been 30 years, so Deckard could have changed, but he doesn't seem like the same Deckard we knew in 2019. No, he just seems like fucking funny-ass old Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford, right? Which is fine. That's, like, good Harrison Ford. <laughs> um, and also, I'll solve the rule right now. That's not a real dog. Because there's no way a real dog is going to sit there silently and watch uh, Deckard, his master, get carted off by a bunch of thugs and not do anything. Yeah. Also, um, he loves whiskey. Real dogs aren't supposed to drink that. No. Yeah, so uh, fucking Kay desperately wants to know Rachel's name. He's like, I didn't take you one for take you for one for bullshit. What's her name? Decker's the final boss. I mean, he talks about it to him. He's like, you know, it wasn't part of the plan. I was supposed to dip out. Sometimes you love someone, you gotta leave them, make sure they're safe. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it all kind of makes sense. Like they probably knew, like, Uh-oh. this kid's gonna be hunted forever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the plan makes sense. Um. Kay's got to think about it for a while, though. And he sees uh, some uh, a lot of wood carvings that match the horse. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is uh, Harrison Ford seems to have taken up wood carving animals in his retirement. Sort of like Edward James almost is always doing origami mm-hmm. animals. Uh, again, we, we talked about this in the original Blade Runner, but a lot of the replicants, at least in the first Blade Runner, had like a, some weird obsession. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's his face in his photographs? Uh, Roy in killing people, (laughs) running around in his underwear, being weird, Yeah, holding doves. (laughs) Where'd you get that dove? So yeah, Ryan Gosling's kind of chilling now. Uh, Joy's out. She's in her sweaty jacket again. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, she's getting so sweaty. Especially being in Vegas. Yeah. It doesn't look like (laughs) I like the dog's just like watching Kay like chill. The dog's like, eh, and then walks away. (laughs) But off, uh, Joy or Love's here. Um, a little scanner goes beep beep, and her Ford's like, ah oh, shit, my old equipment says that you're a dick. The uh, my notes are like Love's here to be the second weirdest person in the movie. Who's number one? Wallace. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I feel like she kind of overtakes number one. I don't know. There's yeah. parts of him and Decker that I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. real creepo. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're gonna get him. Uh, Harrison Ford's like, doesn't know exactly what's going on, but he's like, fuck this, I'm running. <laughs> and Kay's like, oh, I guess, like, I gotta keep him safe. And I'm not sure why his motivation is, but like, he's still like, I think he's he my needs, dad. <laughs> well, yeah, also, he might need, yeah, more information, but yeah, he's gonna keep him safe. But it's all, I like how it's shot where Harrison Ford is just straight up running. Like, he's running from Kay and from whatever's happening. You know Because he's like, I don't know about this kid. And, like, Kay's, like, running after him to protect him. But it does look like he could just be like, all right, I'm going to kill you now, old man. <laughs> and uh, this is one of the coolest, like, action scenes in the movie. It's just a small little thing. Yeah. But Harrison Ford closes his big-ass, like, iron door and locks it to keep Kay out. And Kay just runs, like, right through the cement wall and grabs him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking these replicants are tough. And, yeah, just, like... Most of the fight scenes, I like how just short and visceral and like casual it is. Like, he just runs through the wall and grabs him. It's like, no big deal. Other movies, it would have been like slow motion. There would have been like a effect sting, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there would have been like a horse for a Ford rolled a little bit when he yeah. just goes to grab him. No, it's like Dutch angle or anything. Yeah, that shit's dumb. Like, no, just let action happen as it happens. That's the best way to film it, I think. Yeah, but fucking a missile shoots his car and blows him up. Uh, Kay's got, like, rebarb in him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck, pretty hurt. Love is too tough. 
She just like well, I mean, he's got some rebar, but it's not his fault. But yeah. Um. So first, the Harrison Ford's kind of concussed, but two guys grab him. He's like, "Fuck that, old man strength." He's fighting him. He does get overpowered because he's is like sixty five. You know, yeah. can't fight. Apparently, two. not a replicant. Can't fight two guys. We'll find out, or will we? But uh, Kay's like, "Fuck this! I am a replicant." He does some crazy ass shit, he's shooting guys with their own guns, breaking their arms. And, but then love comes out, and she's like, "Yeah, right. Take some kicks." <laughs> She kills Joy. Yeah. Joy's like, ah! But no, her first, last thing she does is tell him that she loves him. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, no, don't do this. So but it's yeah. a, if it's an AI program to just be, to love someone, right? Isn't that what it would say? I guess, but I don't know. I think she loves Kay. And he's pretty sad. He's like, oh, man. Oh, man. They leave Kay to die, as you would. Like, you just bleed to death, you dummy. <laughs> Joy's like, or loves like, fucking I did it. I'm the best. Her but, weird obsession with Kay seems to have ended, though. I don't know, like, because it's, like, some sort of, like, competition. Also, want to kiss you, but stab you, sort of thing, because I don't know, I don't know what memories lost put in there, but it made her pretty crazy. <laughs> Fortunately for Kay, though, some spookums show up. We're like, who are these guys? This it's the Resistance. Spookums. Yeah, it is the Resistance, and we meet old one-eye, Freysha. And um, she took out her right eye because that's the replicant eye, which is pretty badass. Like, I feel like it'd be cool if everyone in the Resistance just did, did that. that right eye. But then it's kind of obvious who's in the Resistance, isn't it? They just all had the same accident. <laughs> everyone was looking to the left when a bomb went <laughs> Um Yeah, and this is where she, like, Saffir let you kill him because he fucked you up. Well, because I think he's specifically, like, a military fighting replicant. Yeah, he was a combat medic, I think. Oh, his job. They made him that big? Like, he's body slamming people to make him healthy, maybe? I feel like that's, like, her, like, yeah, he would have fucked you up. Like, at the same time, like, Gosling is a more, uh, advanced replicant. Advanced yeah. replicant. Let's, let's slow your rolls here, Let's lady. give him a little credit. She's okay. a little high on herself in this scene. She is really con- condescending. Yeah, she's, like, super condescending. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna be the leader of the resistance. When I show them this child, everything will change. Yeah. And what she, if the child doesn't want to be shown? Yeah, them and also she's saying, oh, you gotta die for the right cause. Is like, I don't think, it, thing, blah, is, blah. It, is this, was this Deckard's and Rachel's plan to have their, their child become, like, some resistance? No. Yeah, so, like, fuck this woman. But we're about to see uh, just how human and true Kay is. Yeah. Because he because, makes the right choice. Right. He dies, for, he dies for a right cause. The right cause. But yeah, she says, dying for the right cause is the most human thing you can do. Go kill Deckard. And he's like, ooh. He's like, that doesn't sound right. Uh, so this is where Wallace gets real weird. Yeah, creep wads back. He's like, welcome to my chill ass room, which is, I would love to just hang out in that room. It's got water and it's all reflecty and uh, stuff. The color's a little wild. All the great gold. I like that. Wood a more warmer lights. tone. And he's like, hey, you know, uh, and this is where it's obvious Wallace did know about Rachel and mm-hmm. all bunch like, of stuff. Are you sure that you weren't, you weren't designed to have that infatuation? Oh yeah, but is he replicant? Is he not? And like, Decker's like, I know it's real, you dumb, stupid son of a bitch. I'm yeah, but then he, he turns it into like a philosophical question as if, oh, maybe you're mathematically destined to do it because the universe runs on a math equation that never even ever really ends and... Whatever it inspired our creation, the Moscow song. <laughs> yeah, I would roll my eyes really hard at this point. Yeah. But yeah, he's just being a goofy, pseudo I mean, philosophical tech guy. I have a question about what kind of replicant Wallace is supposed to be. It seems like he should, he's the one of kind of replicant that uh, Blade Runner should be retiring. He's not a replicant, though. He's not? Wallace? Isn't he? What's no. with his eyes? 
He's just blind. And he has the, the thing so he can see. I don't know. I believe he's a replicant. Oh. I don't know. That'd be an interesting twist. No, I think he's supposed to be an actual human. I don't, I don't know why they make let a replicant start the billion dollar company to make more replicants. I don't know that they did as much. Oh, maybe they don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like there's nothing in there to show that he is a replicant. But there's nothing against it, really. <laughs> um, he's just so fucking weird. I mean, he has to be a replicant. Yeah, then he... Because even Sebastian, like, is the weirdest person we see in the first movie. Like, I don't... He, I don't this guy's he... on a whole other level of weird. He, I don't know... Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if he's weird as Sebastian with those little, like, dwarfy guys, but... No, fucking love. He made really love! <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> um, then we hear a recording of a ghost. It's dialogue from the first movie. Where'd they get it? Because it's from Tyrell, so he recorded everything. Well, they had dialogue from the first movie when uh, Gosling first showed up. They did mm-hmm. some contest. Well, yeah, it's uh, presumably Tyrell recorded everything. Yeah, yeah, And it's also, I think that's how Wallace knows about everything. Yeah, right. He's got Tyrell's notes. And, notes and, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, so what? And my note here says, they're kind of retconning this relationship. Oh, heavily. Watching the final cut, I mean, as we talked about in the other podcast, they're not in love. It's like... Fucking Deckard's a jerk. Yeah, but Deckard's like, I know what love is. Yeah. Like, do you? I know what's real. He plays off the simplicity of Deckard, and he's like, well, here's a fucking sexy Rachel robot. Wrong eyes are wrong. Like, at that point, I'm like, fucking a gross Wallace. I'd kill you right now if I was Deckard. Because he's not a replicant. He's just a normal man, and I can, I can, I can kill a guy pretty quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not. Old ass Harrison Ford. He I know. He's he just fine though, and he didn't have his special things. <laughs> Harrison Ford was just fighting the replicant. Yeah, love will straight up kill him. Though. Yeah, but not before he can kill Wallace. <laughs> is the question. Yeah, I uh, just got two knives. Oh, I just uh, that's a fucking risky walk on that like walkway. In the <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh my god. Uh, this effect's cool too. There's actually a stand-in actress. Um, they actually had the woman that played Rachel on set to. Mimic- Sean Young. Yeah, Sean Young, so that the actress that hired to stand in could, like, mimic her, her movements and stuff. how she walks, and so, like, that's really cool, and then, yeah, they just See superimposed you. her face, which I think is really great, because, um, a lot of people are asking Sean Young when this movie's in production, like, if she's gonna be in it, and she's like, no, they haven't said anything to me, blah, blah, blah. but then, technically, she is, and I like that they were, like, instead of just using her likeness, they actually had her on set yeah. and let her participate in it and be a part of it, that's, uh, classy. But we'll see in a few years when they just start fucking putting... Oh, man, you know, in ten years, you're going to see Tony or uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans as Tony as Iron Man and, and Captain America again. Completely but it won't CJ. be either of them yeah. actually in it. Yeah, that's going to be... I mean, yeah, the comic book movies are going to be the first to do it. Because yeah. everyone's already just so fine with... Fucking who cares, man? Make it like a cartoon. Nothing in camera. Whatever. Who cares? Oh, here, there's a cool shot here where we see um, Harrison Ford from the back. Like his reverse silhouette, and then it cuts to the same shot of K. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, they're both two men with sad problems. <laughs> and he sees Joy the advertisement, but it's like talking all sexy and breathy, like Marilyn Monroe, and it's super sexualized. And he's like, man, that ain't my Joy. <laughs> oh, Joe. But it does say, you're a good Joe. And a lot of people on the internet, this scene, we're like, yes, he approves that. She was just programmed, didn't really love him, blah, blah, blah. And they use that as the, um, that's his motivation to now go help Decker run and kill him. Oh, I don't think that has no. shit to do with it. I think it's more that he's reminded of Joy 
and he's even setting aside if she is serving the product needs of the product or herself uh, just the memories he has of Joy. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Whether or not, to me, the audience, um, she was real or not, to, to, to Officer K, he, she was. She was real, yeah. And so that motivates him. He's like, I I know what to do. I know what's important. Yeah, I mean, you he's know, gonna, he's a real boy. Yeah, he's a real boy. Like, it's 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 okay. It's him, it's, his, he's, it's him finding his moral compass, I guess, or trying to figure out what his moral compass to is. To do the right thing. It's okay to dream a little, and he's going to do the right thing. And like, at this point, he knows he's not—he's not the child of a replicant. He's just a regular replicant. Devastating at first, but uh, basically, yeah, fucking what's her face was real kind of. Oh, you thought it was? Oh, you we thought all it was, thought it was no. Like yeah. he, this motherfucker had some real reasons. Yeah, a bunch of evidence. <laughs> he's a detective, right? But um, what yeah, I like one is uh, he realizes um, it's still—he can still do the right thing, even though he's not some prodigal child, even though he's just some replicant. He can be a good replicant that does the right thing, and it's his choice to do it. So it doesn't matter if he's a special child. He's K. He's, K. he's K. He can do it. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna go rescue Decker instead of kill him. <laughs> At this point, as the watcher, though, you don't know if he's gonna kill Decker to rescue him. I, 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 no, I, 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 I knew he was gonna rescue him. I'm like, fucking, nah, that wouldn't make sense. Um, oh, fucking, we get to go over the seawall. This shit is so intense. It's just like... What it is is uh, her eyes weren't right, so Wallace killed the fake Rachel. Yeah. And he's like, I have everything I need off-world to make you talk. So presumably he's just going to torture the shit out of him because it seems like there's no laws like off-world. Yeah, it's, it gets real loose. Um, so they're, I guess they're flying to... Presumably a spaceport yeah. to fly off. Don't into... they show it in the distance? Yeah, like, you can see it really close to it when, yeah. uh, when they get taken down. But, um, they, yeah, they're just getting over the water. It's really badass. It's CG, but it's, like, I don't know. You can make CG work for these short bursts, you know? That's, yeah. Like, this isn't going to be the focus of the conflict. But K rolls up, shoots them. Um, they're losing altitude, not going to make it to the spaceport. they got to turn back around. Can't make it over the seawall again, so they just kind of crash on the artificial seawall beach. And then they have fucking one of the best fight scenes of all time. <laughs> A lot of choking. They're like, oh, I can't get there, born. And Love's like, man, fucking whatever. And she goes to open the door. Kay shoots the driver anyway, so they're done. And she's like, all right, well, it's time to fucking fight. They start shooting at each other. Um, Kay gets shot. Love gets shot. And then they have a fucking knife fight. But unfortunately, she's got a secret second knife. That's the best when she's just like, yeah, right. <laughs> stabs him in the stomach. <laughs> Um, so he's hurt pretty bad. She's swimming back out to, um, I guess, like, free Decker because they still need him. Right. Um, she, needed, she, she can't disappoint Mr. Wallace. Yeah, because the, the car is slowly drifting out into the ocean, filling up. <laughs> Decker's drowning because he's, like, chained to the floor and stuff. Kay's not that hurt. He swims out, and, yeah, he chokes the shit out of her. And I like um, this choking scene, not because... Um, um, you have a weird choking fetish? No, not because I'm a misogynist. I like violence against women. But I like, like, how fucking angry she is to be losing. Like, she's so frustrated that she's getting killed. <laughs> like, underwater. Like, making herself die faster. But she's just like, ah, ah. That's how I feel like I would feel. I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Especially because when, after she stabbed him and beat him up, she's like, I'm the best one. And he's like, oh, shit. Acting childlike again, obviously. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, he's really choking the shit out of her. Enough time to save Decker. 
And there's a moment where Deku's like, oh, I'm about to be killed. Yeah, because he presumes, like, well, he's he, a still doesn't after know. Him. Yeah, he still doesn't know. Uh, but shit, he saves him. And you find out Ryan Gosling doesn't know how to do the freestyle stroke. Because <laughs> he's got, like, his head up like he's doggy paddling. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. Maybe it, maybe it's a choice because Oscar K doesn't know this one, right? Yeah. But he saved Deckard. He did the right thing. He achieved his humanity. And he says, you know what? You are dead. You died out there. Let's go meet your daughter. And Harrison Ford's like, oh, shit. I, I didn't even think this could even He's be like, happened. yeah, because he didn't. After the blackout, there's no way for him to find his daughter. Yeah, but K is a much better detective than he is. He figured it out. Well, I, to be fair, I don't know that Deckard had resources that K did. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then um, we find out that climate change isn't real because it's snowing in um, Los well, Angeles. This is your point. It could be ash. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like snow this time, though. Snow. But uh, global warming is a myth because how could it snow in Los Angeles if, well, if the world was getting warmer? <laughs> oh, Kyle. Oh, Donald Trump. Um, yeah, and then Kay's just kind of like, well, I guess I'll die. Having fulfilled, like, not like his life's goal, but he did something meaningful. He became a real boy. Yeah, and he's like, eh, good enough. Uh, in a similar way to Rickard Howard did, I guess. He's, he's very, yeah, he saw, tired. Yeah. yeah, he saw, like, what it meant, like, what his life was equivalent to, the purpose of himself, and he was fine with it. The only, well, I have a, it's a little irks me that the final scene is, like, Clearly, that Officer K die is is King dead. I wish it would just close on him dying rather than just closing eyes. Maybe yeah. Like it's also like similar to the ending of Drive, where he just closes his eyes in the driver's seat, but then he wakes up at the very end. Yeah, yeah. I would like it. I just kind of like it, him looking out into the sky and him just slowly dying. Yeah, that's a small choice, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then Harrison Ford walks in. He sees the memory maker. Just got to be with you one second. I'm just enjoying the snow. Isn't it beautiful? To sort of showcase, like, look at she's basically in prison, but you can't imprison her mind. And, you know, just a nice little character sting at the very end. Yeah. And make eye contact. And that's it. Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best movies of all time. I just really fucking love this movie. I really enjoy it. I, yeah. Again, I still think I like the final cut better than 2049. You just like Edward James almost in his pimp suit. <laughs> Who doesn't? Talking this crazy language, mm-hmm. street talks. Street talk, Korean, German, Hungarian, and Spanish all mixed together in like two sentences. It's pretty cool. Man, it's just so fucking good. I think uh, the What's Oscars up? were stacked the, in 2017 against this movie, but to me, I don't this really is, care anymore. Yeah, no, nah, this is my best picture of 2017. Uh, what's Blade Runner 2079 going to be like? I don't think they should make another sequel. I don't know how that would be, what that would be, yeah. what be about, but I guess I have. I'm not interested to know more. But having said that, I wasn't interested to know more about Blade Runner's story before this one came out. I was like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. With uh, with the kind of the breadcrumbs that were left in this movie, I have a feeling that anybody that picks it up, if it's not like the original screenwriter, it's mm-hmm. gonna be like some weird resistance. Oh uh, yeah, which is it. not that's not a Blade Runner movie I want to watch. I don't want to see like some guerrilla war shitty action films in the Blade Runner universe. Those, some of those shorts are like the Animatrix guy one bad enough where it's just like a fucking action anime. Ugh. Like doing flips and karate moves and shooting guns. You know what I mean? Like that's not Blade Runner to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't really want to see that in my Those aren't right. the aspects I enjoy. I also don't like when they... And it's also not actually in either of the Blade Runner movies. Yeah, no. So I also like... It's not an aspect of Blade Runner. As we said before, I don't like 
when the lore or the history of the sci-fi world is like totally spelled out for me. Mm-hmm. So, I right off the bat, I don't like the shorts because I don't want to delve into like this specific action anime style world building shit. That's not important. World building is cool when it's just set dressing, not when it's like the entire thrust of the narrative you're telling. George R. R. Martin. Denis Villeneuve, one of the best directors working right now. Uh, he's making Dune, apparently, next. Dune? Oh, yeah, I've never read Dune of you. Uh, yeah, the Spice was well. It's pretty good. It's been so long. I was probably 17 when I read it. I don't really remember that long. Oh, yeah, I'm I've never read, read it again. Uh, I've, I've been thinking I'll probably read it just because I'll, no, I'll see his movie when yeah. it comes out. So I may as well read the book, be a little bit familiar with it. And then, uh, luckily, it'll be one of those cases where I'm not so ingrained in the book over two decades of my life that I'll hate the movie no matter what. <laughs> like, I can just read it and see the movie and be like, cool, that was cool for what it is. Not like Space Vampires. No. And then uh, Ryan Gosling was in The First Man this year. I talked about that in one of the other recent podcasts where he did a good job, but it wasn't like, a very good movie. But, uh, yeah, so, she's good for the people in this movie. Except for Anna de Armas. I don't think she's really done too much aside from this. And then Harrison Ford is basically retired, but he came back for this. You think he's going to come back for the new Indiana Jones? I don't know. Probably. I feel like if you throw enough money on Harrison Ford, he'll probably come back. But hmm. Well, that was it. That was Blade Runner 2049, scale 1 to 10. What do you think? Uh, it's definitely 10. Hell yeah. For me, it's like 11. <laughs> the scale didn't go that high. You didn't say that. Yeah, but these, this, my scale goes to 11. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Why don't you just make 10 louder? No, but this one goes to, goes to 11. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, that was it. That was the special episode. Um, it's probably going to be like a combined four-hour experience to listen to Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> but there, there's a lot to talk about in these movies. Yeah, we're Space Force. So I Space hope you Force. This is kind of like, uh, sorry, the Christmas podcast didn't work out. Yeah, so you get this instead, where we, I mean, we gotta stop watching good movies. Well, we didn't watch a lot of good movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, this is Space Force. Go to our website, McVenture Productions. Um, my name's Kyle. Um, I think Joy was a real girl. And uh, you don't want to be on the wrong side of history when AI reaches singularity. <laughs> I guess uh, we won't be alive for that. Yeah, probably not. I, I feel like pretty confident in saying, you know, my name is Sean. And uh, I'm not sure if Joy is a real girl or not, but I, I lean on the cynical side, and I'm very wary of any product sold by the Wallace Corporation. Fair enough. Actually, <laughs> speaking of being on the wrong side of his, wrong side of history, even though we're basically already signed off, um, when Westworld came out, and I was trying to watch it. I was like, man, I don't give a fuck about these robots. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't care about anything that's happening because they're robots and they don't remember anyways when they, you know. And, and then, but, which is weird because that's all Blade Runner is yeah. about. And I'm definitely and on board. Like, I love joy. Yeah, I'm on board with the replicants and the philosophy of it. But for some reason, Westworld, I was like, I don't care about these dumb robots. <laughs> I think it's mostly just because Westworld's not very good. I have not seen a single episode of it. Yeah, and just watch Blade Runner 2049 again. Oh. And um, keep listening to Space Force.